Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. You're commuting home with Katz and Cosby. Now, here's John Katz and and Rita Cosby on 77 WABC. Thank you. And uh, right now, uh, we have Dr. Mark Siegel. Dr. Mark Siegel, he's back from Italy. I'm glad you're back, uh, Mark Siegel. And I'm jealous. I, ch- I checked Italy, and I don't think you own any islands there, John. No islands, no islands in Italy. But um, I will agree with Dick Morris that, uh, you know, the, the the policy towards China is totally screwed up. I, I suspect that that's why the United Nations and agency said we eat too much red meat. Uh, and it turns out that China is on the up, huge upswing in terms of red meat. And guess where they're importing it from here? And by the way, uh, when when it was United we'll Nations. Tell them one way or come- another. <laughs> right. And what, by, the way, by the way, United Nations Week a couple of years ago, they discovered that all the diplomats visiting the U.N. are eating American hamburgers. So I, I don't think I don't think red meat is a problem. I think it's only a problem for the United Nations constantly attacking the United States. Well, and also, uh, Dr. Mark Siegel, um, you know, here they are. They're not they have not even labeled Hamas a terrorist organization, the U.N., yet they somehow find time to go after uh, meat. Um, I know you're very concerned about this just rage of anti-Semitism, and uh, it looks like we're on the verge of what could be a huge protest tonight outside the Rockefeller Christmas tree. Well, you hit the you hit the heart of the issue. How dare the United Nations not uh, call the Hamas attacks? Uh, you know, that's where the the humanitarian crisis started here. That that was that's that, I I kind of felt like they should be kicked off of a Manhattan Island for that. And I'm wondering why we're jo- we're joined to an organization like that. Obviously, the United States has been waffling in our response to Israel, but at least has been for the most part supportive of it, and needs to be more supportive of it. I, I've been talking to people from Israel since the beginning. I've been talking to doctors in the hospitals taking care of the the hostages now before it was the, the victims of, of, of October 7th. Now it's the hostages who were clearly badly mistreated by Hamas, clearly weren't eating, were sleeping on chairs, were waiting hours to go to the bathroom. That's just scratching the surface. The, the level of abuse that, that they incurred there was all, has also not reached the surface. It's not being spoken about yet. But I'm talking to all the doctors there. And, you know, Hamas is trying to manipulate the world. And I I would like to believe that the world intellect or IQ is higher than that. But of course, it's not. That that awful congresswoman in in Michigan, where my in-laws live for many years, I mean, unbelievable. You know, she's not even veiled in terms of what she's. Uh, Talib. I'm talking about Talib. Talib. Yeah, Talib. Talib is not even veiled in terms of what she's advocating. Yeah, she for. wouldn't even yesterday. By the way, Dr. Mark Siegel, she would not even yesterday. They had a vote uh, in Congress, and she wouldn't condemn what Hamas did. She wouldn't also advocate to support Israel's right to exist. She said, I, "I'm not going to vote on that." I mean, come on. 
Well, I think that's where it all starts, by the way. You know, if, if you're not advocating for Israel's rights to exist, what are you talking about? This was 1948 that Israel came into existence, has had to defend itself multiple times. Who among these, you know, ideologues would really want to live in a place where rockets are going off right next to you and you have to jump into a bomb shelter with 30 seconds notice? And that's pre pre the Hamas attacks. Who doesn't want to live with secure borders? And we're talking about a nuclear power here. Who would dare? Who would dare to attack another nuclear power like this? Yeah, it, it is really frightening. You know, I saw a story um, today, and this is really troubling, about uh, the rise of anti-Semitism as we're talking about the fear uh, that so many people are suffering from, Dr. Siegel. And it said uh, before all this, um, 66 uh, percent uh, people, you know, of the Jewish faith said they felt fairly safe. Now, 33 percent feel, you know, feel safe. That that is a stunning number. And when and there are even less numbers of those who are in schools. I mean, how what do you say to these people? It's frightening that we're seeing it in New York City schools. I have a different take on this, Rita, than you might think. First of all, I felt safe in Italy. I think the I think Italy is a really good place right now for the Jewish people. The Italian leader uh, is is backing Israel big time. Yep, Maloney. Here in the United, yeah, here in the United States. You know, a lot of attention's been paid to NYU. I think that's wrong. I, I don't think it's spoken about enough that the NYU president, Mills, is actually uh, not only Jewish, but she's also, her mother was a Holocaust survivor, and she did a film on this. I don't mind protest. I don't mind that there's two groups at each other's throat at NYU, even though one group is completely ill-informed. Again, you're making the point already for me. You can't be in this without without condemning Hamas. You can't be in this without understanding that a lot of the Palestinian people are are okay with Hamas. I mean, you you want to be on behalf of anyone that's being victimized, anyone that is a victim of a humanitarian crisis here, either Jew or Palestinian. That doesn't matter. But but Hamas is coming from Gaza and has to be eradicated from Gaza. So I don't understand a lot of the protests, but as long as they're they're counterbalanced. I can I can accept that people have opinions, even ill-informed. We saw that during the pandemic. What's not okay is threatening people. Yeah, like they were doing at, at, at a high school in New York. Did you see they were chasing a Jewish teacher? I mean, that's that that that's or, a whole. The bar- they, bar- they barricaded those kids in at Cooper Union. Yeah, I mean that's. I mean, uh, but I think we all agree a uh, peaceful protest is okay. It's when it gets these threats no. um, that I agree with you um, at that point, Doctor Siegel. Siegel. I want to ask you something else. You have this phenomenon going on which seems to be a medical crisis in uh, China right now with this new pneumonia, which seems to be spreading into Europe. What are your thoughts on that? Well, first of all, I have to open, Judge, by telling you that any any health crisis coming out of China where the WHO says not to worry, we're not <laughs> worrying about to worry about automatically. And then it's also going on in the Netherlands. But I want to tell you that some, there's something reassuring here that, well, semi-reassuring that both China and Netherlands have in common. Both places did late lockdowns, late lockdowns. So China was locking people down until December of 2022, Netherlands till till uh, February of 2022. But then on into March and April, there was a lot of restrictions. We we got out of that lockdown phase much earlier. And then so we saw a big outbreak of RSV last year and covid and flu. And the reason is because when you pull the lock 
lockdowns up back, the first thing that happens is people get exposed to viruses they haven't seen and their immune system don't react properly. There's an immune pause and you get sicker than you normally would and the viruses spread more, more frequently. In China right now, there's a lot of resistant mycoplasma, which is a bacteria that's usually treated with Zithromax or ZPAC, but they've been giving out too many ZPACs there. They're just giving them out like water, so that breeds more resistant, and those resistant mycoplasma cases are the kids that are entering, ending up in the hospital. So believe it or not, although I think that China would be the first to once again not tell us about a new bug, or even a bioengineered bug, would they never tell us about this? In this case, I think it's a perfect storm of pre-existing bugs. I don't think it's it's a brand new bug, but but it's another wake-up call that you can't believe a word coming out of China on on anything public health. I know Morris says you can't believe a word coming out of China on anything. You certainly can't believe them on public health. Mark Siegel, thank you so much for calling in. I, I wish I was with you in uh, Italy. What part of Italy were you in? Anywhere I was, you would have been paying for dinner, that's for sure. For sure. <laughs> we, 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 were, we were out on the coast. We were in Rome. Uh, we were up in Florence. And my daughter's been studying there. So we went to Bologna and saw the ancient university there. That's just magnificent. Beautiful. Well, God bless. And we'll be talking more often. And thank you for uh, calling in today. And uh, Welcome and back. Welcome yeah, back. Welcome thank back. You. Great thank to you. be here, guys. Great to be here. 